back here on on deck on csr which yours truly charles prodigy richie right now we're getting ready to continue right now where i left off i apologize to you uh briefly just had a little bit of like some technical difficulties on my end so i had a pause for a minute so sorry for the long delay but here we are right now and uh getting ready to get some nfl extra points right now as i just mentioned there's sean watson's sweet stakes right now sean watson apparently wanting to want out of the houston texans as we know right now uh, the Houston Texans, in the meanwhile, they have uh, hired a new head coach uh, with that team as uh, David Coley, uh, who has been hired as a head coach, coming from the Ravens as a receiver and pass game coordinator. Uh, he came in with the understanding, knowing that Deshaun Watson would be his quarterback, but that does not seem to be the case with Deshaun Watson. Uh, right now, as uh, earlier this morning, Am Schefter reported that uh, Deshaun Watson removed anything social media related uh, relating to him and the Houston Texans right now, uh, definitely not a happy camper in Houston. Houston, no pun intended, we do got a problem once again. And right now, he definitely wants out of town. And the biggest thing, he's got a no trade clause, too. So the question is, right now, will Houston Texans be interested in trying to move this guy at this point in time? And I don't know about that, but I will tell you right now, I think the more and more this thing continues to move on right now the more this could get ugly uh because as we look at it right now too if the texans choose not to trade watson he could he could opt not to report to mandatory team activities or training camp but at a cost houston they could find watson over 95 about ninety six thousand dollars for missing plus one week's salary that's six hundred and twenty thousand for each preseason game missed in the unlikely scenario that watson chooses to retire Texans collect $21.6 million uh, from that, from him not being there. So that's where we stand right now. And we're looking at this right now uh, throughout this uh, show right now. I mean, the possible uh, landing spots where he could get in. And to be honest with you, I mean, you look at the whole uh, timeline of events here. I mean, within the last year, I mean, you trade away your best top receiver, uh, Deshaun Watkins. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins here. And he's along with the team that was under head coach Bill O'Brien, who was also GM at that point, uh, no longer with the team. He got dismissed during the season of 2020. And now you look at everything that has been building up right now. And at the end of the day, it is not a good feeling to be a part of because right now, I think the more and more the steam continues to drag out, the more ugly this could potentially get. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's definitely one of the top like uh, passers in this league as of today right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to put him on the level like Patrick Mahomes, but he's definitely within that breed where he's considered like a top-tier quarterback right now. I mean, in his career, even without DeAndre Hopkins, what everything he's had to do, he's still amassed for a career high 4,823 yards passing, 
33 touchdowns to seven interceptions right there. His best, best touchdown interception ratio, all career highs right there. Remember, he signed a contract uh, extension last year with Houston Texans. I mean, when you take a look at it and where he was at. And right now, here's uh, what's going to happen right now. I mean, if he were like to leave the Houston Texans right now, uh, basically, uh, I mean, well, let's just say if he if he decided to retire, I mean, the Houston Texans right now, their uh, salary cap number uh, for this year will be over sixty-seven point fourteen million dollars right now. Sixty-seven point fourteen, and if he if they decide to cut him prior to June first. I mean, you got other options you could also uh, work with in that regard, too, uh, with Houston Houston, and Deshaun Watson. And by the way, we're not going to be doing any uh, commercial breaks, but I just want to give everybody a little informed idea of what could happen. Now, another thing they could do, too, if they decided to cut them uh, after June 1st right now, uh, basically how that will work, uh, the Houston Texans, for the most part, at this uh, point in time, uh, they will be on the hook for – 50.94 million dollars in a cap charge with a base salary of over 10.54 million dollars then the next year you would just basically have the rest of his uh signing bonus money story bonuses add up and that will come out to in uh, year 22 which make his cap hit 16.2 million dollars with of course $35 million being guaranteed. Now, $10.54 million is guaranteed. That's why it will become part of the 2021 uh, base salary. Now, another thing is, too, uh, if you're wondering, what would they do if they were able to trade this guy? So, basically, if they're able to trade this guy prior to June 1st, I mean, the biggest uh, difference right here, you would just take all his prorated uh, bonus money, uh, basically, uh, at this point, when you look at it, and that's uh, 5.4 million dollars for the next four years basically what would happen in that regard his cap hit would be 21.6 million dollars he would still have 10.54 million dollar uh guaranteed and then in 2022 he would just only he, he his uh cap number would be wiped out uh he would just have a base salary of 35 million dollars that's if they trade the guy they got a lot of stuff uh looking into this guy right now i mean you hear other uh teams around here more particularly with the Chicago Bears. Can he be a part of, like, the Bears organization? I mean, that's been one of the things we've been hearing. I mean, you look at a GM like Ryan Pace right now. I mean, he still gets uh, criticized ruthlessly for uh, missing out on him. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, they did not pick up his fifth-year option a year ago when they drafted him in the first round back in 2017, I think with the number three overall pick. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, look at it right now. I mean, you got an opportunity to possibly right the ship and uh, get this thing settled away here because the, the bottom line is Trubisky, I, I think many people still believe him to be somewhat of a decent quarterback if he's in the right system. I mean, he's got some good mobility. He's about a pro bowler. I mean, this guy, excuse me, he's been the number two overall pick in the first round, but still, I mean, a lot of people are not still satisfied I mean, with the finishing proc right here. And sure as heck, I think why definitely move on from him. The only thing where I do caution to the win here is how do you like uh, make sure, I mean, if you're going to bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, 
is he going to have any issues with a guy like Matt Nagy? Are we going to see another scenario like with Bill O'Brien? Because at the end of the day, too, I mean, the teams that uh, Ian Rapport he did note for possible landing destinations for the Sean Watson, he did mention the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, Carolina Panthers, then the Bears or the Colts as his designation. Now, I noticed a lot of people were seeing on there, too, on uh, his uh, Twitter account, as far as uh, with uh, teams reaching out and uh, making calls on this guy as we're uh, continuing to take a look at this right now uh, throughout this, basically everything going on. Uh, you, you got uh, right now uh, GM Nick uh, Cicerio saying, I want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. We have zero interest in trading the player. We have a great plan and vision for him. We look forward to spending more time with him. So the head coach and the GM seem to be still in the back of their minds that he's not going anywhere and they'll continue to find a way uh, to work with this guy. And right now, I mean, you do got many teams like I just uh, mentioned right now on that time, but for right now, there's been no clear indication that Texans, uh, it was uh, tweeted out on January 28th, two days ago, that they received plenty of calls to Sean Watson and that will continue. And he says, from the Jets to the Bears to the Panthers, who will make a strong push to many others, uh, that it was not definitively said that the Bears have made an official inquiry. Okay, so just definitely want to clear that up. But at the same time, too, one opportunity right now to turn this thing around because what we had to probably see like someone like a Cleo Matt Calibre, uh dealt, I mean, in that deal to get to Sean Watson. I mean, that's, that's one thing right there. I mean, you have made blockbuster trades before in the past when you look at with the Spurs team. I mean, where you look at like acquiring a guy like Jay Cutler 12 years ago, back in 2009, and then Khalil Mack prior to the start of the 2018 season. I highly doubt it, but then again, I mean, never say never. I mean, with this franchise, I think this little franchise right now, it could still be an attractive market. I mean, the Bears, I do believe right now, they could see themselves more than just a playoff contention, but possibly knocking on the door of a Super Bowl and, and just having that one piece right there that could probably like, uh, help things out. The only problem is how much are you going to be able to incorporate the running game? I mean, is Deshaun Watson going to be like a little hesitant coming into Chicago based off the fact that okay, you're going to be putting this guy through a lot of work and hustle and not having a backboard support. So we'll find out about that as we get into it a little bit more. But I definitely do feel like right now, if I'm looking at a team who could definitely use this guy, I'm probably looking right now, you got a situation maybe with the 49ers. That's another one right now. A lot of people are not set forth on Jimmy Garoppolo. The biggest problem is with Jimmy Garoppolo is he seems to be better, like a more system quarterback. I mean, you had guys, I mean, within the past, like with Josh uh, McDaniels there. Then, of course, you're also in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. You know, so we take a look at that. I mean, when you look at everything going on, but at the same time, I really do believe right now what you got going on here is a situation where you're, you're risking this thing to get ugly as time goes on and you don't want stuff going into the PR department, but I definitely do believe uh, right now yeah, I mean you got a lot of stuff to be concerned with 
I mean, what's going to be said? I mean, is, is he going to be like saying more damaging uh, stuff about the Texans and their organization? Is he going to be, he seems to be better like bad. more system. I mean, will this turn into another Kelvin Johnson situation like with the Lions right now? I have no idea, but for right now, I do believe, I mean, at this point, I mean, the Houston, Texas, they do uh, control, have a final say in this as far as like him going anywhere. But at the same time, I don't think you want to like continue to like uh, push the envelope here have someone around that's going to continue to be unhappy and uh, not have this thing work out. So I'd like to hear what you guys say. We're talking to Sean Watson here on FL Extra Points. Once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Project Richie from the Metal Steel Podcast on Twitter. It is at Metal Steel CGR and at Metal Steel Nation on Instagram. So let's go ahead and get into some more other stuff right now, too. Speaking of which, I also mentioned, too, former Chicago Bear head coach, Lovey Smith, he finds himself a job once again right now, uh, not as head coach, but as a defensive coordinator for uh, the Texans. I'll uh, join Cooley's staff right there and uh, definitely hear like what he'd be able to do. So he's going to be calling plays once again on the defensive side. Uh, it's been a long time seeing him back in the NFL. Remember his uh, last appearance was back in 2015, was head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, since then, I mean, uh, after that, he was a uh, head coach of Champaign Fine Illini, Illinois, for three seasons from 2016 for 2018. But still, I mean, Lovey Smith is still a very respectable name. Definitely feel like he brings a uh, good defense. I mean, that's one of the specialties when you look back as career two. You know, his defense core there for the St. Louis Rams. Last time that happened was back in 2003. So it's been a long time he's been the defense core in there. I mean, call, calling at that position, but I, I'm glad to see him back. Welcome back to the NFL, and more importantly, uh, right now with a team. So I'd be real interested to see how that dynamic is going to be able to work out. Those two working together. So, I mean, uh, feel free to leave me your thoughts right now. And plus, right now, do you see another quarterback moving right now? I mentioned some other quarterbacks too in my one podcast too, uh, on the Steel podcast. I was looking at, and Schefter had quite a few uh, lists of quarterbacks of futures where they could be winding up with different teams, more particularly top of the line. You got Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's another one right now. I mean, a guy who did not have the opportunity to go for it on fourth and goal in the NFC Championship game versus the Buccaneers right there, they would still have to convert a two-point conversion, but still he took the uh, him and the opportunity away and st- decide to kick a field goal when you have four timeouts, I mean, three timeouts, two-minute warning stoppage right there. Definitely unpopular decision, I think, amongst Packer fans, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers himself. Now, another one who I just mentioned in here, Matt Stafford right now, he is an interesting name right now. Now, the only problem is right now, too, you look at a team like the LA Rams right now, I mean, for this time. I mean, one of the things, too, I mean, according to ES senior ace, Senior NFL writer for ESPN, Jeremy Fowler, he's known that the Rams appear to be a viable trade market with the Lions. Very unclear right now what to do with Rams quarterback Jared Goff. Remember, he's got a long-term deal on the books. Uh, They explored the possibilities uh, with Stafford right now. So there you have it right there. I mean, Jared Goff right there. Remember, I mean, he's a guy who's uh, coming in with a injury that I think is Dumber is throwing finger in the playoffs right there. I mean, he's still got about four more years left on his deal right now. And if they were to release some prior to June 1st, uh, they'll be on the 
they'll be on the cap for $65.2 million uh, for the rest right there to carry out. And plus now that they'll have about 34.995, I mean, uh, excuse me, $27.5 million in guarantees right there. So that's where we'll be looking at in 2021. And then he'd have another cap hit. Uh, no, not another cap, but excuse me. He'd be having a guaranteed salary of $15.5 million. So $65.2 million uh, they would have to uh, fork up on their uh, cap if they were to release him prior to June 1st right now. I'm not sure if they're going to do that, but got a question right now because this is about a guy who's about a Super Bowl quarterback right now. You got a guy like Matt Stafford who with another head coach who seems to feel like he's going to be who's coming with understanding right now. I think that he's not going to be part of the fold too much, but Stafford right now, I mean, this is a guy who's been around a long time too uh, right now. And when you look at everything that he's got, I mean, he's still a very attractable quarterback. You hear teams like the Steelers possibly try to look into him. People are flowing the idea. If he comes in there, he'll be, he'll be 32 years old. I mean, this coming season and he will turn uh, 34. Well, he's actually going to be 33 this season. He turns 33 on February uh, 7th right now. I mean, when we uh, look at this, for the most part, now be the day of the Super Bowl. So his birthday will be the day of the Super Bowl right there for a guy who's never been to the Super Bowl. But Stafford, he's definitely a very phenomenal quarterback. The only problem is right now, I don't see him as a big-time winner, to be honest you. No offense. I mean, when you look at a guy right there, I mean, for the most part, I mean, within his whole uh, playing career, when you look at everything that he's been able to do, he's only been the three playoff appearances. I mean, within his 12 seasons, that's not good enough. He's, he's right now, I mean, 0-3 in that regard, losing to the teams like the Saints, the Cowboys, and last but not least, Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks. I mean, back in 2016. So the thing is, the question is, not that he won't be a good stat quarterback, fantasy-wise, but right now, I mean, how much more is he going to really – be that much of an influencing guy. I mean, I, I don't see him winning big, big games at all. I mean, his regular season record is 74 91. He's got losing record on top of that 0 3. So he's 74 93 1 career wise. I mean, with 282 touchdowns, 144 interceptions, I am not totally sold on this guy just yet. I mean, for a quick fix, maybe you could argue that. We'll take a look. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get down to the countdown of Super Bowl 55 coming up in a little over a week right now in Tampa, Florida right now. Congratulations to Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. They will become the first team to host the Super Bowl with Tom Brady right now. I saw a lot of reaction right there. I mean, here many times throughout how uh, Bruce Arians has been bragging about how he's allowed uh, Tom Brady, the coach, I mean, that what he has done in New England – I mean, taking his little uh, pot shots. But, I mean, at the same time, too, Bruce Arians right now, a guy who's been a true journeyman in this league. I mean, when you look at everything that, I mean, he's been through in his uh, NFL coaching career. I mean, he first uh, came into the NFL since 1989 was his uh, first year. And you look at everything, what he's been able to do uh, from that point on, when you when you look at it, he he's uh right now he's been in this league, I mean for like twenty eight years uh, coaching career in the NFL right now, 
I mean, he's been most notably more famous uh, prior to head coaching uh, offense coordinator of with teams with the likes of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, overall in his career, and he was a quarterbacks coach for a couple of seasons uh, for two se- or three seasons with Peyton Manning right there from 1998 to 2000. But I mean, ever since then too, I mean, his overall win-loss record, I mean, he's still got a respectable 67-44-1 uh, record. And he's also 4-2 in the playoffs, uh, making his career record 71-46 and yeah, so 71-46-1 and one, uh, career-wise win-loss percentage right now. I mean, for this guy, I mean, who's interim coach for the Indianapolis Colts 2012 during that first year when Chuck McGowan was having cancer right there. And then, of course, I mean, when you look at everything, what he's been able to do right there, he made the playoffs two times with the Cardinals back-to-back years, 2014-2015. And, of course, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So three times in the playoffs, 4-2 and two record his overall stint. And that's what we look at right there. Now, the other side, too, you got a guy like Andy Reid. Andy Reid right now, I mean, who's been known pretty much as a choker. I mean, like a chlorine, like including last year. I mean, with the Chiefs. I mean, a guy who's been around the block for a long time, kind of like in a similar boat with Bill Cower. I mean, Bill Cower didn't get, like, his first Super Bowl uh, victory until his 14th season. I mean, he went to his first Super Bowl within his uh, fourth season as head coach, of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in 1995, but then only since then too. I mean, uh, both him and Andy Reid, for the most part, uh, post Super Bowl wise, they are top two winners ever since game in their records in the playoffs since their last Super Bowl. Andy Reid is the all-time leader right now, ten and nine. Bill Cowher is nine and five. So that's what we got going on right now in itself. And uh, some of the stuff that's going on, the headlines going into this game right now, as reported by uh, NFL Network, Ian Rapport, the Chiefs, in addition to being without left tackle Eric Fisher, torn Achilles, it is unlikely that tackle uh, Mitchell Wartz will also be able to play since being put on, on Iowa back. But right now we got running back Le'Veon Bell, uh, me, uh, starting quarterback Rashad Benton, uh, foot injury, quarterback, Jarius, Legereus, uh, sneak concussion, and of course, starting receiver, wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, calf, they're all questionable going into this game right now. And then you have the Chiefs right now who'll be, a, I mean, with the offensive line right now, where they're kind of zapped a little bit that, they'll be having a daunting task trying to go up against the linebacking duel of Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett right now. Both of those guys accumulate for 17 and a half sacks right there as edge rushers, outside linebacking crew right there. I got to be honest with you, I think this is going to be a well-awesome Super Bowl. I was always saying it before going into this since the divisional round that either way you could not go wrong with any of these quarterback uh, matchups. I mean, the rest of the way, I mean, when you looked at it, I mean, you really had a whole bunch to pick from the rest of the way. I mean, with the exception probably of the Rams, I would probably say it would be like the one you could probably say like, yeah, it wouldn't have been like uh, as interesting. But still, I mean, you look at everything that has been going on here, I mean, throughout this time right now, I mean, the NFL, I mean, just to even have them march through and get their Super Bowl and their season fully completed, I mean, throughout this pandemic, I definitely do feel like they deserve a lot of kudos right there. I mean, how they handle things. I mean, definitely very unpopular at times how they had to, like, uh, 
cancel some games and reschedule everything. But at the same time, too, they have been on their mission very well intent. And here they are uh, right now. And uh, they are still proving that they can be successful and keep everybody together at the same time. So you also look at the other side, too, right now with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers for the Bucs injury report right now is you got wide receiver Antonio Brown with a knee. Uh, safety, Jordan Whitehead with a shoulder and knee are doubtful. And then you got inside linebacker who's starting who's starter, Levante Davis, dealing with a hamstring. He is questionable. Uh, will the Bucs be able to finish due with the first Super Bowl at home in their second overall? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give my Super Bowl pick a little bit early, but I'll make a final next week. But right now, I'm liking the Bucs. I, I just feel like right now, it's that Brady effect right now. I mean, think about everything that he's done. I mean, not just for the city of Tampa. I mean, I got into this with another fellow colleague of, me, colleague of mine, the came out of the mic, uh, Pauly C. And I even said, too, I really do believe a guy like uh, Tom Brady right there, he does bring an expectation like no other. I mean, this is a guy right here, I mean, who's really did a lot for this team right here. I mean, think so far. And at the end of the day, I mean, he, he's all about winning. He is the ultimate winner in this day and age. Just something you cannot take away from this guy. And when I really look at it right now, I mean, with the Buccaneers, I mean, here's here's the bottom line. The Buccaneers, for the most part, I mean, they got a good, legit defense right now. I mean, Chiefs, I don't think really got as much. But I definitely do feel like right now, I mean, when you look at, like, the league in terms of, as far as, like, where there's, like, scoring all the time and, like, putting up numbers on the board. I mean, right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in that regard, they're eighth in the league and scoring defense with only allowing 355 points right now. Chiefs are tough, so they got a pretty good defense in their own right. As far as, like, uh, total defense, I mean, you got the Buccaneers at six, giving up only 5,234 5, yards altogether. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the most part, too, I mean, they're fifth in takeaways. I mean, with uh, 15 picks for the year and 10 interceptions. Don't forget, I mean, their original team who won the their very first Super Bowl in franchise history, I mean, with guys like uh, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Simeon Rice, Rondé Barber, John Lynch. I mean, those guys right there, they had nine takeaways for scores, which is an all-time record for any team in the Super Bowl era to win the Super Bowl. But you look at all that stuff right there, and right now, I, I think – Biggest thing, too, I mean, it's going to be the battle one at the last scrimmage. How much can they keep Patrick Mahomes uh, from getting hit, getting taken down? Obviously, he's a very mobile quarterback, so I think they could definitely have their hands full with that. But at the same time, too, will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers find themselves in a similar situation where they were down uh, 17 zip at this point? I mean, this is going to be right now, I mean, for their money right now, this could be a rematch back from week when they uh, lost them in the final week of November, 24-27. Uh, I mean, they are up as many as 17 points. Can't see Chiefs were. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, within that game, I mean, when they were down by uh, 17 points, 17 is zip. I mean, they were able to come back and score, I mean, uh, point, I mean, 24 to 10, they outscored the Chiefs the rest of the way, but still fell short just by a field goal right there. But I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, the Bucks were all timeouts right there. The Chiefs were able to gash them with first down conversions. 
and you also look at it too right now. I mean, the guys who I really feel sorry for right now going into this game, I mean, you look at a guy like Antonio Brown who's got a knee injury. I mean, he's going to be doubtful for this. You look at Corey and everything, a lot of stuff that he's put himself through, but at the same time too, I mean, this is a guy right here. I mean, not aside from just being a former Steeler, I, I really do feel like, I mean, if you're willing to humble yourself and, you know, and you have a guy like Tom Brady who really buys into you. I mean, think about all the stuff that he, how he's wanted him on board for the brief time they spent together in New England right now. And for a guy to make sure to keep him uh, in a good frame of mind, I mean, not be out there. I mean, you got to really tip your cap off to this guy. So go ahead and give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to finish it. And uh, that's what we're going to do for right now. Then we'll get a little bit more in the following week. Uh, with some Hall of Fame predictions uh, coming up, as we're looking at right now, will we see a pair of Buccaneers against the Hall of Fame? More particularly, like the likes of like uh, a Derek Brooks. Or, I mean, no, not Derek Brooks. I mean, Tom uh, Lynch and the Rodney Barber right there, who are on there. You also got many guys on there who have been waiting. So we'll get into that. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. And and Prodigy Richie from the Steel Podcast on, on Twitter is at Steel CGR and on Instagram at Steel Nation. As always, leave you. Don't be trolling, be rolling. I got it.